0: give our kids choice and creativity. Give them a chance to grow the four C's. We want what's best for all of our kids, so give them a chance to grow SEL.
1: The topic of today's podcast is creativity and choice to support student agency. Tech Talk for Teachers is brought to you by avid.org. AVID believes empowering students and fostering their creativity is important to their success. Tech Talk for Teachers. You want to practice? Tech Talk for
2: Teachers. The podcast where teachers discuss how technology can positively
1: transform teaching and learning. I'm Rena Clark.
0: I'm Paul Beckerman.
1: And I'm Pam Beckerman. We are Digital Learning Specialists
0: and we're here to share actionable teaching strategies for remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Education Education is our passport to the future.
1: Our quote today is from Einstein. Creativity is intelligence having fun.
0: And we need learning to be fun. Uh, That is so key for me. Uh, It's inspiring, it's motivating when learning is fun. I love it when kids take what they're doing and they they run with it. You know, they, they take it past the classroom. It's not, it doesn't become an assignment anymore. It just becomes something that they love to do. Uh, I had one student, it was in a video editing class, and he went home and he created this huge Star Trek series. I mean, he made the sets. He had the little figurines. He moved them around. He made scripts. He had them talking. They were like one-hour movies that he created, and he put special effects in it. He wasn't doing any of that for a grade just loved the learning. It was fun.
2: That sounds so fun. Actually, before I get to my quote, that made me think of, we've done something where I know some teachers have used something called a single point rubric. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love those.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there kind of is a definition in the middle, but there's, if you're grading on like one, two, three, there might be in the two, but what happens is Students, if I were to write something in that three or four box, they might stop. But with the single point rubric, I find that students go so much further beyond because we haven't defined what a three or four is, that they actually go way beyond with creativity. So that would be an example. This is another idea.
0: Yeah. And I'm just going to build on that because it's so hard to build those rubrics when they're not single point because you're trying to predict every single way that a student can go beyond the standard mm-hmm. and that's like almost impossible the single point rubric here's your target feel free to go past
1: yep here's what you need to meet standard but go way beyond please
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. we unintentionally i think put caps on our students sometimes in our mm-hmm. efforts to yeah. like you said define
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so i back to the the quote though i was
2: thinking about how it's so important to shift from consumption of knowledge to being creators of content and knowledge um It's a whole lot easier, like you said, Paul, to learn when you're having fun doing it. So that fun piece really is important. Um, And even better if you're creating something authentic that has meaning beyond yourself. So if I know I'm creating a video that then the class is going to see, or maybe it's in a competition or it's going to be shared with the whole school or it's the student news that goes beyond myself. It's more authentic. I'm more invested and it's still fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now you care about how it's perceived rather than a grade.
2: Mm right?
0: All right. We're going to uh, jump into our topic today and and kind of divide things up a little bit. I'm going to talk about um, the shift that we really need to make um, from compliance to empowerment in our classroom if we want it to be a creative classroom. And there's a couple different parts of that. And I think where we have to start is where do we want to get it? get our kids to, I mean, what's the end goal? What's, what's the target at the end? And it's kind of like three legs of a stool. Uh, One leg obviously is academic knowledge. I mean, we're an educational institution. We want them to learn things. We have our standards. We just have to do that and we want to do that. But then there's these other two legs and without the other two legs, the stool doesn't stand. One is the transferable skills that our kids need. And um, I like to pull on the Partnership for 21st Century Learning's four C's. I think they've gained a lot of traction in education, the communication, collaboration, critical thinking, creativity. So important. And they are embedded in that whole concept of creativity. And if kids are having fun doing that, like we said in the quote, man, they're just going to go. And then the last leg is the social and emotional skills piece. And I know the CASEL group has... Five pillars of that kind of self awareness, self management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision making. Who doesn't want those things for their kids? So, how do we do that? We can't do that in a compliance based classroom where, all right, the kid's not causing trouble. You know, he or she is sitting in their desk and they're listening and they're taking notes and, oh, they scored pretty well on the test. So, they memorized well but they're not not really doing anything. Then you can shift that. And I I love how John Spencer kind of blocks us out. He shows a a kind of a continuum of compliance, then to engagement, which is a step better because now the kids are actually um, doing something. And then it goes to the empowerment. And empowerment really means that students own their learning. Like that student I mentioned at the beginning with the Star Trek video, he owned that. I mean, he had the motivation, he had the self-management, critical thinking, creativity, all those things so important. So then we ask ourselves, how do we do that in the classroom? And we do that through, I think, creativity and choice. What about creativity, Pam? What, what would you say about that piece of it.
1: Yeah. And that's the piece that really does get me excited. Um, Technology. When it first came that, that was the part that made me most excited because it gave so many more opportunities for students to creatively demonstrate what they know and a lot of choice in um, using their voice. When I first started, it was, um, you know, you demonstrate your learning with a paper, a speech, or a poster. And I taught middle school, and you know, and after a while, that get that gets kind of old. And it also was with like an eighth grade student. He spent more time cutting pieces out to put on a poster or coloring things in than what I sometimes wondered that they were gaining from those learning experiences. And certainly there are other options like making models or dioramas. But then that involves consumables, and my budget didn't always support that. And I never felt real comfortable expecting students to have those supplies at home and make those available. So um, I was really excited when technology became an option because they had a lot more opportunities. They also had a broader voice. So when they shared what they know, it didn't wasn't just to me or their classmates. I mean, now you, they have a global audience in front of them, which is so important. And I'm just going to kind of list some of the different ways that is so exciting for students to be able to creatively dare demonstrate what they know and to that larger audience. So for example, now Um, Instead of just a poster, they can make images in terms of collages, timelines, posters, infographics, slideshows, memes, using tools like pic collage, canvas, more, even Google Drawings. Audio. I mean, now we can have that musical aspect or that speech aspect taken to another level with audiobooks, interviews, songs, speech, podcasts using tools like online voice recorder, Audacity, Soundtrap, video. As you mentioned, Paul, I mean, there's so many different ways for them to show what they know that way with screencasts, newscasts, documentaries, advertisements. We've got so many tools in the toolbox for that.
0: Little teaser some of those tools you mentioned might have been used creatively and we'll share the results of that at the end of the show
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> teaser I think Rena and I are both nervous now <laughs> I would, okay.
0: I'd be very afraid <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, what's he doing with Loom or Screencastify in terms of video? Of course. <laughs> or...
0: Those are some of my favorite tools. Yeah. I love when you're talking about the audio thing. People forget about audio. Audio mm-hmm. is such a powerful platform and so fun, especially it for is. kids who don't like to have their face on screen.
2: I mean, you're listening to our podcast. That's
1: a perfect example of <laughs> hey, audio. Good point. It is. <laughs> well, in writing and papers, and certainly those are still so important. But, I mean, we can broaden that with audience with a website. So using Google Sites or web or Weebly, comics, talk about having fun, comics, books, um, online discussions, you know, in your LMS or with Parlay, and then animations. Um, both of our kids, our one son in particular, animation is so engaging, so fun. And to be then not only a consumer of that, but a producer or a creator of um, animation as a way to share their learning. And again, so many tools, chatter pick, stop motion, scratch, coding can be a part of it. So students really do have so many more opportunities to creatively show what they know to a larger audience. And it can be a product or a project, but we can broaden that to inquiry-based, project-based, problem-based type learning, make it passion projects, maker spaces. There's so many opportunities that the tools can allow students to um,
0: be creative. Some of my favorite moments as a teacher are seeing the kids, things that kids create. They just amaze mm-hmm. me some days. And then when they leave school, even like our son, it's an does some art stuff. He wrote a story. He animated frame by frame these sketches. Then he put them in video editing software. So it became like stop motion. I mean, it became a, an animated video, put it to music. It's like Mm -hmm. unbelievable. And then records himself making these things so you can watch time lapses of him drawing. And it's like, oh my God, Goodness,
1: And all the skills he gained by doing that as an eighth grader, because he was doing that at middle school, is yeah. now what he's applying to the world of work. Talk about transferable skills. The software has changed, mm-hmm. but the creativity and those skills are highly desired and serving him well in that space.
0: Wow, you've listed off so many awesome tools there, Pam. In fact, if it's pretty hard to remember all of these. So if, if our listeners go to Avid, OpenAccess.org. We've got a whole series on creativity and choice, and you can find an article on image tools, audio tools, video tools, writing tools, and animation. So go check them out. And um, I think you can really dig deeper if you go to the site on AvidOpenAccess.org.
2: Absolutely. We also have a lot of resources around choice, which is what I'm going to be talking a bit more. Um, So many ways to be creative, But we need to provide choices for students to engage in those creative choices. Um, And education really has been shifting, especially now in the pandemic. We're talking a whole shift, but being shifting away from being teacher centered to being student centered. Um, Teachers need to release some control to their students and allow them to make choices and try things that maybe they're not comfortable with. I know as a teacher, when I was teaching Sixth grade, I was just learning about computer science and this idea of Scratch. I'm going to be honest, no idea what it was. But <laughs> this, like the students, like, I want to do this in Scratch. And I'm like, uh. Is that got something gonna... to do with
0: poison ivy? Or <laughs> <Yeah. what is laughs> instead,
2: that? instead of saying no, I was like, okay, as long as you know you meet the standards and you're meeting those learning goals, I don't really, I personally didn't care how they did it. And in the end, it was amazing. And I'm going to thank, I don't, I honestly don't know the, I can't think of the name of the student or what particular student, but I should thank them because as a result, I got involved and I have, my own learning has changed as a result of their interests. And now I, now I can scratch and make things all the time. Um, and I'm sharing that knowledge with others, but that all came from a student. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Students are mm-hmm. amazing. We mm-hmm. had a, a neighboring school district. They had tech training that they did. The kids led it. They had like these little uh, tables in the commons. There was a student at each table and the teachers just went table to table and the kids taught them. It was mm-hmm. ama- amazing.
2: But the other thing is, if you're going to give students those opportunities to make choices, it's important to empower them with some of the skills to do so. So in that case, you know, the student already had the skills, but there's a lot of kids that want to try. Like they want to do animation. They they or maybe they don't know that they like doing videos or audio, but we need to give them those skills and opportunities to try them. Um, And that will also, as Pam mentioned, set them up for success for these mini careers that haven't been invented yet. And those skills that Paul was talking about, those 21st century skills, those SEL skills, especially when they're working in groups, because a lot of these things they're doing in groups. Um, So the other thing though, to keep in mind is that too much choice can paralyze some students. Um, and no choice is limiting so it's this idea of like you got to find that balance and i think like even now sometimes i go to the store and there's like 50 different egg choices and i don't even know which (laughs) one to choose seriously or or you go like the beverage and you're like or i mean it used to be like there was one type of sparkling water and now there's 500 and i don't know so it can be paralyzing that might just be a me problem um (laughs) so sometimes i like going to the store where there's only three choices and there we go but keeping that in mind as a teacher. So starting small, um, just little choices here and there. And we can provide choices in two ways. And I'm going to talk about this. There's this idea of providing choice for input and choice for output. So when I'm talking about input, Inputs of learning include choice over what and how students learn. So kind of modality and the content itself. So a teacher can provide different options in uh, playlists or choice boards in the way they're going to kind of consume information. It could be an article, it could be a video, and give students choices on that. And then there's also, with the creativity piece, I think a bit more is this choice around output. So choice over how they show or demonstrate their learning, understanding of learning. Um, and once again, you can provide choice boards. You can always provide an option for like, you know, if you want to, like the student I talked about, if you have a different idea, come talk to me. Um, but providing a hundred choices is not going to be a good choice either. <laughs> How many times have we used choice this session? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the other thing to to include is including student voice when creating choices. So knowing your students have having those personal relationships, um, including their strengths, culture, and those choices, that is also going to be really important. And that will help increase engagement and just pure joy. So teaching through those strengths of students as well.
0: Do you ever find that sometimes kids, when they have choice, they just fall into the easy choice? Like, oh, I'll just do a Google slideshow. Mm hmm. So how do you deal how do you deal with something like that? Because I see that I see that all the time.
1: And sometimes it's about removing a choice too, to inspire them to make a better choice. Because I do think that's human nature to sometimes take the easy route. So sometimes putting an exception, you know, you've got voice and choice, but not this, because we've already experienced that. And I feel confident in your skills and I want to see you grow as a learner. Mm-hmm um, sometimes helps. I like that idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. And it's kind of, we can talk about like kind of those
2: personalized playlists uh, or, I mean, sometimes and be honest, like even for myself, sometimes I need that easy choice for that yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
2: But it's more of like, that's where it's knowing your students. So if you're consistently mm-hmm. seeing and you're like, you you know you're capable, you can do this so fast, and then personalizing and that and having those connections with students is so
1: important. Mm-hmm. And balancing that cognitive load because mm-hmm. if the um, academic knowledge has a heavy cognitive lift, that might not be the time to introduce a brand new tool to the toolbox. Mm-hmm. But if that is maybe not as heavy a lift, maybe that's an opportunity to give them a choice to stretch. Yeah, it's all about that, that balance.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the amount of time you have. If you don't have a lot of time, you might have to go with a tool that you already know.
1: Right. And
2: maybe it's going deeper. Lots of times there's tools. I think of like Mm -hmm. Google Slides. Right. Like I think, and then, I still there's so much more I can do with just Google Slides that I didn't know was capable before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could go deeper and add audio to slides and add memes or I was adding GIFs to slides. I was like, that was something new. Um, So you can repurpose an old tool. And sometimes I tell teachers, it's not about you learning a new tool or it might even be going deeper with something, but allowing different options within something they're already familiar
1: with. Mm-hmm. it's
2: also a great idea
0: so are you saying an old tool can you learn a new trick <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if they use something they're already familiar with and that's another choice or opportunity to be creative right so um, it's not the tool that's do, um, driving it it's that yeah because that's real in life too sometimes we all look at within the parameters of what we have what can we do that's unique and meets the needs
2: Makes me think of the success criteria. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to be successful and what are my constraints? Right. And we use that in science all the time. And really it's Mm -hmm. teachers and students engaging in the engineering design process. (laughs) Like what are my criteria? What are my constraints? And then what am I doing? Revise my thinking and do better. Like we're constantly engaging in
0: that. And that's kind of why I like Pam's idea about taking a choice away sometimes because Mm -hmm. now you've introduced a constraint. Constraints Mm -hmm. make you be more creative.
1: And critical thinkers. Absolutely. To work within those constraints. Well, talk about tools. It is time for our Tech Toolkit. I shared lots of tools, and Paul gave a great little plug for going out to learn more about all those different tools that support the different ways that students can be uh, creative and uh, communicate their learning outside of the classroom. So, Paul and Rena, what other tools would you add to the Teacher Toolkit?
0: I Honestly, my favorite creation tool is audio stuff. I love video. I love pictures. I mean, I love doing all of that stuff. But audio is where I find there's so many untapped ideas. And now almost anybody can have a recording studio in their home for little little cash. I mean, it opens the door to so many people. And you might get a little preview of that in just a little bit.
2: What specifically... Might be some good audio tools to use with students.
0: So, the one that I am going to share a little creation, it was simply made with Audacity, which is like one of the simplest audio recording programs in, in just a few minutes. Um, you can go mm-hmm. all the way up to Pro Tools, which is like super industry standard, or you can do Soundtrap, which is free online and um, it's like a full featured video or audio production studio online for free. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Twisted waves, is another good one. Uh, if you only want to do one take, do something like online online voice recorder or use seesaw recording. Mm-hmm. Um, super simple. So you really got to kind of figure out what you need, but lots of options.
2: And I would say I mentioned it before. Scratch just has untapped possibilities. It's it's awesome, um, and it can be as complex as you would like it and then for students that kind of want to go beyond that block coding there's pencil code but and then there's scratch junior that i know using with the littlest kiddos but even having adults or older kids engage with scratch junior is awesome and you can even since if you do it like on your iphone you can make things that then can be your background or you can do little programs and animations um, and then even Minecraft like minecraft education minecraft i know my kids I had no idea what Minecraft was and then they got into that and I heard a little bit about Minecraft education. I'm going to be honest, still was a little confused, but as I've seen them do it, it is amazing because that's what Minecraft really is all about is this idea of creation through building and there's untapped possibilities. Um, It's phenomenal. Uh, And there is the education version and then there's coding in Minecraft that you can do. It's awesome. Um and we are even doing a minecraft birthday party for them and since they're twins it's oh, lovely because it's the first time ever they've agreed on a theme. Oh wow. So <laughs>
0: that celebrate that. Fun.
2: I was going to say very exciting but you know lots of different options for creation.
0: So if one does scratch and one does scratch juniors like one went through poison ivy and the other just got a little mosquito bite or or how does that <laughs> work? <laughs> Never mind. It's time for.
1: It's time for that one thing. One thing. One thing. Time for that one
2: thing.
0: It's that one thing.
2: So, what's our one big takeaway from this conversation when we're really thinking about creativity and
0: choice? I think this, I kind of go back to the quote by Einstein. Einstein, um, Creativity is intelligence, having fun, and sometimes we suck the fun out of school, and we can't. We need to put that back in, and letting kids be creative is one of the easiest ways to do that. And we've talked about how many life skills they develop by by being able to be creative. That's that's probably my takeaway. Mm,
1: That was mine too, because that's my favorite quote is um, is that one, and I just think the opportunity to give students voice choice be creative is an opportunity to remove remove caps from their learning. I mean, you guys this both was like a combo
2: by one thing I feel like I have nothing left to say. I say it all the time but it's so important and I'm passionate about it for personal reasons and for larger reasons. But it really is that shifting from just pure consumption and honestly I find that super boring and also our world is changing, but mm-hmm. how are we able to be creators creators of content creators of knowledge um, creating things for a global audience and technology has made that possible in a way that is amazing even thinking about all the learning that happened this year and how we were able to shift to remote learning hybrid learning and even when that's happening still finding ways for students to be creators and to have choice in how they learn I think that's phenomenal.
0: I like what you said there because technology really is the great amplifier of creativity. We've never had tools that could do so much with so little. I mean, a simple Chromebook, you can do amazing things and a Chromebook's what, 150 bucks. And I think it's making those
2: connections because there's still this view of of education and maybe it's generational or not of like, this is what education is. But even, I think I've mentioned this before, my 70-year-old Father-in-law, my dad, everyone, you know, they don't learn the same way. They use YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, And somebody's creating those YouTube videos. And actually, my eight-year-old, he was like, "Um, I want to be a YouTuber. And I actually said that (laughs) with, you know, we talked about digital system. But I'm like, you can be. If there's something you're passionate about and you want to teach people, you know what? Maybe we can do that together and we can create videos, appropriate videos, and put it out there. And it's just like, that's possible.
0: All right. Well... Okay, so I, it's time to share my little creation. I wrote a little ditty. Ditty? Yes, he did. <laughs> he wrote a ditty, uh, and it's just my way of remembering kind of the theme from today. But this was just me because I wanted. To, I was thinking about creativity, and it spurred me. So, here you go, for what it's worth. It's so important to give our kids choice and a chance to create so they can grow. Give our kids choice and creativity. Give them a chance to grow. Give our kids choice and creativity. Give them a chance to grow. The four C's. We want what's best for all of our kids. So give them a chance to grow. SEL Choice Creativity. Give them a chance to grow. It's so fun. Let's go fun. Let's go fun.
2: Thanks for listening to Tech Talk for Teachers. We invite you to visit us at avidopenaccess.org where you can explore tech tips, grab and go lessons, templates,
1: and videos that will help bring remote learning to life. We want to hear from you, so let's continue the conversation. Join us for the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Central for a live chat on Twitter, where we will facilitate conversations related to remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Look for hashtag Tech Talk for We will discuss your responses on future podcasts.
0: We'll be back here next Wednesday for a fresh episode of Tech Talk for Teachers.
1: And remember, go forth and be awesome. Thanks for all you do.
0: You make a difference.